Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. We are joined by Dr. Linda Lalicata. She's our career empowerment coach from Resolve Self Life Coaching, uh, let alone has many accolades. We're going to talk to her today about her career empowerment and how she can help you, especially women, advance in their work lives and uncover, you know, what stands maybe in the way of your success. There may be some blockers there, but she can help you get through it. Welcome to the show today. How are you? Oh, Jill, thank you for having me. I'm doing so great today. Great. Please introduce yourself to our listeners today. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Linda Lalicata. I am the sole proprietor of uh, Resolve Self Life Coaching, and I am a career empowerment coach, and I work primarily with women, but I'm happy to work with anyone. Beautiful. I know your website is resolvedself.com. Is that the best way of contact to contact you? Yes, that's one way, but it's not necessarily the best. If people feel more comfortable reaching out via text, they can use my business number, which is 845-705-8288. They can call me. They can text me. Uh, my email is Linda, or well, actually L as in Linda, then my last name, Lalicata, L-A-L-I-C-A-T-A, at ResolvedSelf.com. They can reach me via email through that address. Mm, perfect. Thank you so much. So before we get started, I want to find out more about you. Uh, you want to become a veterinarian. Tell me a little bit. I used to love dissecting cats, by the way. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your background, <laughs> where you grew up, and then how you got into this career. Thank you. Um, you know, it's, it's so funny. It's, such a, it's been such a long journey. It really has been. I grew up in Astoria, Queens, and I lived there um, for all of pretty much my entire childhood. I, I was really born in the Bronx, but we moved when I was three. And then I stayed in Astoria until we were, um, I was married and I was 30. Uh, the whole idea about becoming a vet was, was such a big dream when I was a little girl because I love animals to sleep with all these stuffed animals, and I've always had pets, but I didn't have the reality. I didn't know what it was about. I used to think, oh, it would be so much fun to have a day filled with playing with cats and dogs, but that's not what it's about. These animals come in sick. Some of them are dying, and I didn't get a wake-up call till I was in high school, and I was, pla- I was still planning. I was taking science classes. And I and we were supposed to dissect a cat, and I saw this cat in the bag, and I said, oh, my God, I can't do this. I said, I kept thinking of my own cats, and here was this dead cat. And I, I made my friend do the whole thing, and I felt horrible. And then to add uh, insult to injury, there was an article in Seventeen Magazine. I don't even know if that exists anymore, but it was a very popular magazine when I was growing up. And it was all about this young woman who became a vet, and on her very, very first day, she had this poodle puppy come in, and she was just doing a, you know, spay operation, very common operation, and the puppy died. Puppy did not do well on anesthesia. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, the puppy died? That could happen? I could kill a puppy? And I said, that's it. And it was all over. And now I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. I had, I had no other skills. I had no other ambitions. And so it was basically 
drifting along um, as an assistant, as an administrative assistant. I mean, my parents were, were old school. They were, um, they lived through the Depression. And if you didn't have um, a career set out, you went to work. You did something to earn money. That's it. Doesn't matter what it is, you bring home a paycheck and you put a roof over your head and groceries in refrigerator. So I didn't know what else to do, so I could type um, and answer phones. So I became an assistant. Wow. Okay, go ahead. And then how did this all come about? So as the assistant, go ahead. Okay, so now I need to jump ahead <laughs> a little bit back, go into the future. So this went on for quite a while, and I did make good money. I'm not saying that being an assistant, administrative executive is a bad job. It can be an incredibly great job if you work for the right company and the right boss. But a lot of times what happens is you kind of you kind of become almost a person of your boss and they forget, at least for me, they forget that you're an individual and that you're, you're, you're so part of them, you're just really there to serve their needs. And, and that was very hard for me. And it took a very long time for me to come to the conclusion that this was not the right career path. Mm -hmm. And it happened, my last position, I worked for um, a woman boss. I I loved her. We were very, very friendly. But that's what happened. She, I became indispensable, which sounds great, right? It really sounds great. But they, they begin to just forget that you've got a life outside of the office. And so my breaking point came one night when she just had to get a signature on some paperwork from her boss so I could send it out via FedEx. What happened? She went in there. They started having a gab fest, which went on for way over half an hour. So here I am waiting to go home, and I used to travel uh, upstate. I live upstate now via Metro North, and I missed train after train after train. And, and she came out finally and gave me this document that just had to go into an envelope and be shipped off. And she said, oh, I forgot you were sitting here. <gasps> that was it. I said, okay, I'm smarter than this. I don't deserve this. I, I need to reevaluate my life. So I went home, had a mini nervous breakdown, <laughs> and just told my husband I can't do it anymore. I've got to do something else. I want to go back to school. And it's a funny thing how life can make many turns, twists. You think that you want to do one thing, and then things just totally go in a different direction. So I said to him, I love gardening. We have a house. I love to grow my tomatoes and my flowers. So you know what? I think I would like to do that. Maybe I could start a business. And I looked into going to school found uh, a college. I went to Lehman College. They used to be associated with Botanical Garden. I'm not so sure they still are. And I figured I could get my degree in horticulture. But I met with the dean of, um, I forgot what he was, uh, I think adult degree. Adult degree. Um, so he, I spoke with the dean, and I had done a little bit of college here and there, and I had transcripts. And he said, you know, your grades are really, really good. Why do you want to box your yourself in just getting certified as a, you know, a horticulturalist. Why don't you go for your biology degree? You could always go for your PhD. Now, this is the first time anyone had ever suggested to me that I could get a PhD. This was not something I had ever thought about. Um, so I looked at him and I said, okay. <laughs> and so that started me off. 
So I ended up getting my, my doctorate in biology, specifically in evolution, ecology, and behavior, heavily with the focus on behavior. And it was great. It was, it was the right thing. I wish I had done it earlier, but my family was not big into academics. And it was one thing to say, oh, yeah, become a vet. You love animals, go do that. But it still was not something like they, they all said, you should go to college right after high school. Nobody in my family went to college right after high school. I was the first one that even started for a little while. And so, um, make this long story short, I got my doctorate, started teaching, loved teaching, but I work at uh, a college with students that come from very, very difficult backgrounds, and they have a lot of issues that are not just academic. And these issues prevent them from doing their best work. They have children at home. There's a lot of unwed mothers. We've had, I've had homeless people uh, in my classes that are, that are basically sleeping from couch to couch. People that have, um, you know, very, very little money coming in, so they have to go to food banks. And it's hard. When you're a teacher, you're thinking, I just have to teach about my subject. But you're not equipped for this. And I wanted to be equipped. So I went back to school and I got my degree, my bachelor's degree in applied psychology. And I did that a couple of years ago. And I graduated with top honors. And I was very proud of myself that I did this during COVID. I was like, oh, look at this. I got my another degree. and But I loved it. Jill, I loved psychology so much that I wanted to do more with it. But I said, oh, you know, do I want to start going back to school to get a master's so I can become licensed? Uh, my cousin is a therapist. She's, um, she used to be a social worker. She worked for um, an outpatient part of, uh, of a hospital. And she said, you know what? You better think long and hard before you start putting on those hours. And I said, yeah, but I want to do something with this. And she is the one I can give credit to, and I did give her credit when she gave me the idea. She's the one who suggested life coaching, and I got certified. I am certified as not only a life coach, but also as a neuro-linguistic programmer. I am a master at that, and I do have some skills in hypnotherapy. Wow. Oh, my goodness. What a story. <laughs> I know it was so long-winded. I was trying so hard to. No, no, but it's part of what makes you who you are, and why you're doing the work that you do, and why you're here helping so many people. So, no, we appreciate it. Please. Oh my goodness! All right, so we do have to take a quick commercial break. So we can't wait to talk more when we return uh, about building that confidence, that optimism, positivity, setting those goals. I want to hear some of the testimonials of the people you're helping, and boy, oh boy, uh, really great getting to know you. I love your backstory, and I think that. That's important for us to get to know you, to make us want to work with you. You know, you've had your own share of, uh, you know, and you're here doing so much. So this is great. So remind us how we can reach out to you. Do you mind? No problem. You can reach me at my phone number via call or text at 845-705-828 or by email, which is L is in Linda, Lalakata, L-A-L-I-C-A-T-A, at Resolve self.com or go to www.resolveself.com. 
Perfect. Thank you so much. All right, everyone, stay tuned. We're going to take that quick break. And when we return, we'll talk more about how, of course, you can help our listeners. So please stay with us and don't go anywhere. Thank you so much. If you are the new parent of a baby out of wedlock, you're probably freaking the heck out. We remember how stressful it was when we had unexpected children with people we did not want to marry. After spending tens of thousands on legal battles that dragged on for years, eventually we learned the hard way what works and what doesn't in the real world. I'm Jim Braz, co-author of the award-winning book, Baby Out of Wedlock. We help unmarried mothers and fathers get their questions answered, improve co-parenting relationships, and avoid nasty legal battles that cost a fortune. Go to babyoutofwedlock.com to learn more. Are you getting tired of all the conflicting dog training information there is out there? Should you say no to your dog? Are treats a good thing or do they make the dog overly reliant on them? Do you feel like you just don't know where to turn? Hi, my name's Jennifer Becker, and I'm a certified dog trainer and owner of the Kilted Canine Trainer. I use science-based training techniques, and I only focus on what your main goals are. You can find out more by visiting www.kiltedcanines.com. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-386-9945. 800-386-9945. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Are you looking for even more of the podcasts and hosts that you love? The Podcast Business News Network is proud to announce that you now have even more ways to listen live. Check out the MyTuner Radio, Online Radio Box, and Simple Radio apps on iOS and Android, or find us online. Search for Business News Network on MyTuner-Radio.com, or search Podcast Business News Network on Streama.com and OnlineRadioBox.com slash US. Take your podcasts on the go and don't miss a minute of the action. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. We are so excited to have our guest here joining us today. And uh, we're talking about career empowerment coaching. And it's called uh, ResolveSelf.com. Can I ask you something? You're listed as living in Mayo Pack. Is that correct? Yes, yes, it is. Okay, because my, my aunt, my uncle, unfortunately, who has passed, but that's where that's where they live. They live in Mayo Pack on Stebbins Road, <laughs> if that makes any difference wow. to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've heard of Stebbins Road. We have gone past it many times. Okay, just curious. I was like, huh, as I was ex- exploring you, I was like, hmm, let me take a peek around here. Interesting. All right, so uh, where do we leave off? And I want to hear some of the work you're doing and how you're helping people, of course. Always great to hear some testimonials. Yes, I'm working with um, several people that are trying to figure out why they were stuck in their lives and, mm-hmm. and not moving forward with their careers. And there's always something that holds them back. And it might have absolutely nothing to do with work. 
it's just something that occurs that makes you um, feel less less than who you are. Um, so I don't want to give any personal information, but one woman had made a, a very strong promise to herself, and and she broke it. And because she broke a promise to herself, she thought she wasn't she wasn't good enough. And that's not true. We are human. We are fallible. We are not perfect. The best thing to do if something like that happens is just to acknowledge it, realize you screwed up, and forgive yourself just like you would forgive anyone else that made a promise to you and then broke it. Because it happens. For whatever reason, it happens. And it was an accident. And so once we were able to get past that, she was so so happy that she was like, okay, I know that I made a mistake, and now I can go around it and reframe it and stop always going to that one situation that I that I you know I did wrong. The one thing we all focus on the negatives and not the positives. The amazing young woman that she is, she had to realize that that is the big part of her. And it's, it's something that, it's like a theme that I see running through through a lot of women. They just don't understand that what holds them back is really themselves, that they don't have the confidence, that they have all these voices in their head that come from somewhere else. Maybe it was a parent, maybe it was maybe, um, you know, siblings in general, maybe it was friends that made them feel, oh, I can't do this. This is not for me. This is for somebody else. Not true. If you have a dream, you dream. You can dream as big as you want, and then you just have to figure out the plan. And you have to always, always give yourself a break. You make a mistake. You do something wrong. You trip up. You pick yourself up. You brush yourself off, and you go forward. You say, okay, that didn't work, but I'm going to try something new. I mean, I had so many starts and stops along the way. I really did. I mean, I, I had so many ideas of maybe I can do this, maybe I can do that. And, you know, it's great to try new things. And sometimes that's what it takes to find your path forward. I had a course that I ran last year that was really successful. It was a group coaching. And that I had a lot of happy customers come out of that. One woman lost her job while we were in the middle of the course, she got fired. She was a disabled woman, and she got fired. It was absolutely horrible what this company did to her. But she found a job right away. And she said, I never knew I could, I could do this. I never believed in myself before. But with your help and the, the help of these other women that are in the same kind of um, boat that I'm in, I was able to you know, move forward and realize I, it wasn't my fault that I lost my job. It was their problem. And now she's working, doing something that she loves. Another woman, she one of her dreams was to become an executive assistant, but she didn't think she could be. And she went through my course, and she got the job of her dreams. And she's one of my, my most successful customers because she set a goal for herself, and she attained it. And she attained it in a short amount of time. So I'm just letting everybody out there know that if you have a dream, don't think that you cannot do it. 
there is always a way. You have to start somewhere. And every journey starts with the first step. And so if you're thinking you want to change careers and you, you need training, so you look and find out what kind of training do you need? How much is it going to cost? Is there funding for it? It all starts with an idea and a plan. Well, thank you. We need that idea. We need that plan. And yeah, go to the website, which I love, by the way. I've been perusing it during the break. And uh, you mentioned today's the day you transform yourself into the best self. And, you know, are you bored? Are you stuck in a rut? Do you feel like uh, you don't get the respect and deserve? Um, you know, are you confused? Um, let me ask you, um, what about since the pandemic, right? Because so many people I feel like went through so much loss. There's so much angst and anxiety still in changes and I feel like that was a big eye-opener like wow how am I going to change how can I be a better person how can I change my career how can I be a better parent it's I feel like we learned so much during that time do you notice a lot of people that you're helping with like changing their lives now after after the pandemic because they didn't have a choice like you know with careers and all it's funny it's not so much with my my client base it's really um where I'm seeing the biggest difference is with my students Ah. Which I consider, I'm, I'm a, a coach to them yeah. as well. So I'm I'm an academic instructor, but I'm there as um, a support for them. And last year, last semester, was unbelievable. The um, the attention span was lacking. People are were having a very hard time getting back into society and interacting with other people. They would be in class physically but they were not there mentally and it was it was very disturbing and i would i would try very hard to boost them up i would give them the pep talk every single day and it it it's useless if people don't want to change so they they were complacent about being the way they were just kind of drifting along, like, oh, I'm in college, here I am. But they weren't engaging. They weren't, they weren't there. I mean, it's, it's, really, it's really hard to describe because it, it just sounds so, so strange, but it, it really affected a lot of people and how, how entering society was so difficult for them. I've noticed now, after the holidays, the spring semester, things are starting to go back to normal. That's the good news. It's not a permanent state. So if there's anybody out there after COVID that found that they were having a really hard time just getting back into into everyday life, it's, it's almost like a form of PTSD that we were all through such, such a terrible, terrible traumatic experience. And some people, it worked very well for them. They were introverted, they loved to read, they loved to do art, whatever, and so it was okay. They went through it all right. But people that are incredibly social, that couldn't really couldn't hang out with their friends and their family, that's, it took a very big toll on them. So if they are having a problem, my advice is maybe see a coach, or unfortunately some people need a little bit more help than that. Coaching can help incredibly with goal and and um, confidence building, but I urge everyone to not be ashamed. If you are feeling depressed even now, 
said they should go and seek um, medical assistance from a trained um, therapist. And there's no nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly normal. If you get if you get um, an illness of the body, you go to a doctor that deals with the body. If you have something that's affecting your mind and how you you know you're you're operating in life, then you go to see someone that can deal with that. Got it. Well, thank you for sharing this. And there's still so much more that I wanted to talk about, but we're out of time. (laughs) It happens. It happens. Yeah. um, Let me ask, um, I guess, how can we reach out? Did you offer like an initial initial consultation, a, a, a discovery call in a sense? Absolutely. Everyone is free to contact me and the first hour is free and it is not a sales pitch. If you have a problem and you just need to talk, I am there to help you, and we can spend that whole hour on just talking about what is holding you back, making you feel bad, no problem. And at the end, we can decide if you want to work with me. We can figure out a plan. I do not force any sort of expensive programs down anyone's throat. I work with the individual. And I look to see what the individual's needs are. So please, if you need any help, feel free to contact me and we can have a chat. And maybe we'll end up working together. Perfect. Sounds like a plan. Thank you so much. Pleasure getting to know you today and hearing all about your story and looking forward to the next time we get to connect. Oh, thank you, Jill. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. It was. Thank you. Pleasure meeting you and getting to talk to a fellow uh, Mayopakian, you know, because my family's up there. (laughs) So I don't know if that's what we can call you, (laughs) Mayopakian. I'm a Long Islander. Yes, there you go. (laughs) And by the the quote you mentioned, there's a quote. You said, the only thing worse than starting something and failing is not starting something. Don't assume you can't do it unless you try. You might surprise yourself. I know I did. So that will take that away with you today. Thank you again. Thank you, Jill. Have a wonderful day. You too. An even better weekend. Bye-bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just got to hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. (laughs) No, you hold my hand. Here we go. (laughs) Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. I learned patience from my adoptive dad. All he had to say was, Hey, you got this. Just breathe. Hey, we're pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Might have to start a band. (laughs) I got it. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. (laughs) Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council.